This is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, dominate on three. One, two, three, dominate. Yeah, welcome in. We are live here on this Wednesday, and what a beautiful Wednesday it is as the Braves win again. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. We've got a lot to get to today on this show. Some big news surrounding the college football playoff right here in Atlanta as well. Some NFL news and a policy I still don't understand that exists, along with a quarterback taking out his wide receivers, plus more from the meeting of the PGA and Live Golf. We'll get to that before the end of the show here. Lots to do. Make sure you guys give us a follow on Twitter at LockedOnATL. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give that thumbs up. Give that Hit that subscribe button. We continue to grow, and we thank you guys for being part of Locked On ATL and what we're doing here every single day, the entire platform, all the shows. Appreciate the love and support, and uh, we'll keep it up, man. Just keep following along. So, uh, let's get to the Atlanta Braves. Speaking of love and support, I mean, how much more can you say about the performance the Braves put on last night? And my guy, Charlie Morton, my guy. All right, it's probably a little bit late for me to anoint him my guy, but still, uh, nonetheless, dominating. And I mean, dominating performance from Charlie Morton. Six and two-thirds, three hits, 12 strikeouts, just one walk, 97 pitches. I mean, he was... Every bit as good as you wanted him to be. He was every bit as good as you want a playoff type starter to be in a big series. Make no excuses for the Mets. Make no bones about it. The Braves have dominated both the games in this series, now outscoring the Mets 18 to 1 over the course of the first two games. They got timely hitting. Robbie Grossman finally, you know, put the bat on the ball, gave them a one-nothing lead. Matt Olson hit a moonshot. I mean, a freaking moonshot. Uh, over the chop house. And by the way, full disclosure, I was actually at the game last night. I will say this much. Uh, I was a little surprised it wasn't a sellout. Um, and I, look, I don't want to sit here and bash Atlanta and the fans and everything. We've seen this before. We know how this story goes. But I would have thought, you know, walking in, it was going to be a sellout. Um, and it was not. So make it that what you will. I don't think it's anything to, to even, you know, sniff at. Just a little surprising. That's all. But in the big picture, the Mets uh, lead over the Braves now down to three and a half games. Now, we talked about this prior to the season, to, to the series starting. Splitting the series does nothing for the Braves. It really doesn't. Um, they've got to take three out of four. And they have also got to be able to show that they can beat Scherzer and DeGrom. You're going to get Scherzer tomorrow night against Jake Odorizzi. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough because the pitching matchup is heavily in favor of the Mets. Now, if the Braves are going to end up beating Scherzer, they're going to have to get some timely hitting. They're going to have to do everything they did last night. And, oh, by the way, uh, Ronald Acuna walked four times in the game last night. Um, So he didn't have an official at-bat. But, yeah, I'll take that again against Scherzer. Uh, I'll put Ronald Acuna on base against Scherzer. By the way, he's caught stealing twice as well. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But um, all that said, you know, this is 
a spot tomorrow night or tonight, rather, I should say, where they're going to have to come up with their best performance against one of the best pitchers. In fact, tomorrow night too, as well, they have to do it in back-to-back games. Um, and, and if they can sweep this thing and get it down to a game and a half, I mean, what a huge lift it would be. Uh, and the collapsed birds will start coming out for all the Mets fans out there. They'll, they'll start chirping at them all the way. I mean, this is as desperate as a game as you can get for the New York Mets coming up uh, in this series. So uh, I, I think it's going to be very, very telling to see how the Braves start if they can get out early. Um, you know, hits beget more hits, uh, good plays get more good plays. And, you know, the Braves are feeling it right now. Uh, after the last two starts that they've gotten from Strider and Morton, uh, they'll send Odorizzi to the mound. They know they can play with this team, um, but but not losing the last two games of this series would be huge for the Braves. All right, we're going to get to uh, some news involving Atlanta and the college football playoff. But first, a word from our friends at Dave. Level with me, folks. We've all been in this situation at some point in our lives. A little tight on cash. Maybe you need to put some extra gallons of gas in your tank, or you got to save the date card. You got to buy a new gift for somebody. That's where Dave can help. If you live paycheck to paycheck and struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave's the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank. Again, catch up on bills. Finally tackle those expenses that you've been stressing over without any hangups. No interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app and got the financial relief that they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app from the App Store Right now, that's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Okay, uh, big news yesterday uh, for the city of Atlanta and the college football playoff. Why? Drum roll. You'd probably figure this out by now. But the college football playoff championship game is coming back to Atlanta and Mercedes-Benz Stadium in 2025. Now, according to um, Mr. Hancock, uh, who is the uh, executive director, Bill Hancock, of the college football playoff, you know, I mean, he applauded Atlanta for how great of a city this is to hold events. Um, And, you know, he he told the AJC, every event I've done in Atlanta has been a home run. You know, they looked at a couple of other um, big venues uh, including Las Vegas, but they were automatically ruled out early because of a scheduling conflict with a major convention in town. So um, they looked at several cities, but quickly wound up focusing on Atlanta, according to Bill Hancock. And uh, look, it was here in 2018. This is the first city to be a repeat city for the college football playoff national championship. Uh, and as we know, Atlanta is a great event city. In 2018, um, the host committee budgeted about $12.5 million was funded by the city's hotel motel tax that's designated to attract major events. 2025 will be 14 to 15 million in that range, also funded by the tax. And Hancock did give a huge thanks to Arthur Blank, obviously, for hosting uh, the event and allowing his venue to be open for the event because it is, um, they don't have it without it. And look, of course, you know, uh, Arthur Blank renting out his, glorious $2.2 billion cinnamon bun um, will help pay for some of that. So I, I don't think he's, it was really that tough of a sell for Arthur if the college football playoff wants to come back here. But again, it's great to have it in Atlanta. It's great to have it in this city. It's great to have more huge events coming here to Atlanta because that's part of what makes this city so great. It's part of what makes it special. There is absolutely 
um, a, a environment in Atlanta like no other when it comes to hosting major events, which is why it's done over and over and over again. Who'll be playing in the college football playoff of 2025? Nobody knows. Georgia played in the last one. Maybe they'll play in this one. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and certainly something to look forward to. Um, coming up on what now? I don't know. Two years and six months down the road, it feels like, right? Somewhere in that range. 2024, another six months. Be January, somewhere in that range. Yeah. So uh, early in 2025. All right. Um, coming up next. Uh, I still can't believe this is a policy in the NFL because I thought it's not anymore. And why would a quarterback take shots at their own wide receivers? We'll do that next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Be right back. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give us a follow at Locked On ETL. I'm at Mark Zino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-O. Check out all the shows that we have here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is A to Z. This is Hitting Hard of John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones, Jarvis Davis, and Tanitra Batiste, along with our Braves postcast after every Braves game. And, of course, Locked on Falcons and Locked on Hawks with Aaron Freeman, Brad Rowland, respectively. An entire great lineup here, and we appreciate you guys uh, joining us each and every day and making this part of your, your daily sports listen uh, for Atlanta sports. So, again, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Uh, coming up on 3,000 uh, subscribers on our YouTube channel and growing very fast, and we thank you for that. All right. Uh a quarterback insults his wide receivers. We'll get to that in a moment. But I don't know why this is still a policy in the NFL, but it is. In case you just saw, uh, you know, I, there was a little headline that came across last night from Adam Schefter saying Drew Locke, he's going to miss Thursday, start after testing positive for COVID-19. Um, I did not realize, I thought the NFL got rid of this. I didn't realize the NFL is still benching people for COVID. Like, I'm... I'm I thought that we did this whole vaccination thing and we did this whole, you know, no more testing thing and everything else. Like I, I am perplexed as to how this actually became an issue. Um, and, and don't get me wrong here. Let's not get it twisted. What I, I'm not sitting here talking about COVID being dangerous or not like that's a different conversation. What I'm saying here at this point is that the NFL at this point now has taken enough precautions they have put enough standards in and they have they have followed enough guidelines to understand that okay um there are players who are going to have covid and have no symptoms to go out and play why because nobody has to be tested to go out and play right like it, it, testing isn't a thing anymore you don't need to be tested nobody needs to be tested you choose to get tested or if you have symptoms you get tested now it doesn't say anything about him having symptoms um or, or anything like that. And and the problem is, is that this should be a team decision, not an NFL decision. And I had people clap back at me on Twitter. Oh, you probably don't want to get 80 guys in a locker room sick. Um, have you ever been in a locker room? There's a manner of diseases running around. It's a sweat box full of dirty, sweaty people. Like, I get it. But we're at this point right now where Drew Locke is a vaccinated player who's already had covid and was already already benched for having COVID a couple of years ago and also benched for being a, quote, close contact. And now he's a guy in the middle of a quarterback competition in a game, a preseason game that he was supposed to start. And now he's not going to be able to start, possibly costing him the chance to be a starter in this league because of a policy the NFL has that shouldn't be a policy. This should be up to the teams, period. That's it. Like, what are we doing? 
We, we have acknowledged that COVID may go through an NFL locker room. Okay. Guys are sick and they don't feel good. Don't play. Guys can play with the flu. They can play with strep throat. They can play with a headache. I mean, and again, don't give me, okay, they could kill you, whatever. Like I'm not minimizing that, but I'm just literally saying that, that you can't have a policy about when a player is sick and can't play for one thing and not for another. This shouldn't be a policy anymore in the NFL. I'm sorry. It just shouldn't be. It, it, at this point, we are we are not being smart about how this thing goes. And again, this could be taking, you want to make an argument here, and it's probably a lot of bridges to connect or, or a lot of dots to connect and a bridge too far maybe, but you could possibly be taking money out of Drew Locke's pocket. Wins a starting job, goes on, Seattle has a winning season, and he gets a new contract. We may never know if he's going to be good enough because he's not going to play in the game. Right, like he's like I said again. I would love to know more about how and why he was tested. Uh, again, and I fully support if he wanted to get tested because he didn't feel good and wanted to make sure. And he's choosing to sit out. Fine, that's a personal decision. I support that. I don't support the league enforcing this at this point. But you have stopped testing, so at this point, you are acknowledging that players will get it be asymptomatic, and be able to go out on a football field and play, then why are you still enforcing a policy? You're allowing the risk in one part, but not allowing it on another. It's inconsistent, and I don't like it. You can get mad at me. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I don't know anything about disease, whatever. What I do know is that this policy is uneven. Uh, it, it's, it's arbitrary, and it doesn't solve the problem. You're not minimizing COVID from getting through a locker room. You're not. Because guess what? Nobody else close contact is being forced to sit. Not that I've read. I mean, he's been running around 90 guys for the better part of three weeks now. So, <laughs> excuse me, what's the big deal? I don't get it. It's just, it's a very weird thing that we're still dealing with this, to say the least. Right, a quarterback who insults his wide receivers in a moment. First, a word from our friends, bet, betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for all of your odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I can't wait. Honestly, as a better, I can't wait for football to get here. I am so tired of betting baseball. It's driving me nuts. Such a grind. And you guys ever play blackjack? Um, blackjack is a grind, which is why I don't like it. I'll play it in the casino, but I don't like it. But it's just, oh, win three hands, lose two hands. Win two hands, lose three hands, win a hand, lose two, win two, lose. Like, it's just, oh, my God. It's hard to make money that way, man. Not like the NFL is any easier, but at least it's only once a week. <laughs> well, in this case, three times a week, Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So there is that. All right. Um, a quarterback insulting his wide receivers, that would be Aaron Rodgers talking about to a group of his young pass catchers. Uh, Rodgers called out his teammates to the media. Quote, the young guys, especially the young receivers, we've got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, running the wrong route. We've got to get better in that area. Um, I got to tell you, I'm okay with Rodgers doing this. 
I know Rogers has got like a, an aloof attitude that nobody really likes and he's strange and he's, you know, very much a guy that um, a lot of us like to malign for a variety of different reasons that have nothing to do with football, but purely in a football sense. Yeah. Those guys need to get better. He has every right to call him out. I, I don't have an issue with it. I, I don't think he's wrong for doing it. These are young guys in the league. He didn't call out Randall Cobb. He didn't call out Alan Lazard. He didn't call out Sammy Watkins, veteran guys who clearly can be relied on to catch the ball. He called out the young guys. Why? Because he knows he's going to need them. Randall Cobb's often hurt. Sammy Watkins is old. And Alan Lazard is only one guy. So these guys at some point are going to have to step up. And Rodgers has every right to sit there and call them out and tell them, be better or you're not going to be here. That shouldn't surprise anybody. It's, it's not really like a hard thing to understand. But again, we'll hate Aaron Rodgers. And this becomes a headline because it's Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Um, and if you want to make it more than what it is, knock yourself out. I don't. I mean, you know, there are guys who do it in a more tactful way, but that's never been Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan has done it here. And yeah, you know, listen, hey, some of those balls are my fault and we need to get them here. Like, you know, you tap dance around it when we all could see. Wide receiver made a mistake. Matt's not that guy. Aaron Rodgers is, and that's fine. It's back to that old adage. We always want honesty from our athletes. And then when we get it, oh, how dare you say that? It's just ridiculous. No, you're being a little ridiculous. He's 100% right to call these guys out. If they can't get better fast, that's also him telling the front office, hey, these guys aren't good. But if they don't get better fast, you better solve this problem for us. Odell Beckham Jr. That's just my guess. OBJ ends up in a Packer uniform, if not a Ravens, one or the other. It's, it's probably my two best guesses as to where he goes. Um, it might not be till the regular season starts, but, uh, you know, just because it's cheaper that way against the cap and everything else, and you're not, and none of the money's guaranteed. So um, there's flexibility there for teams. That's probably what everybody's waiting on. That and to see, make sure that his knee is 100%. Remember, it was the Super Bowl that he tore his ACL, which is, you know, still, oh, I don't know, less than seven months ago. <laughs> Or about seven months ago. So they're going to have to find uh, somebody soon if these guys can't get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. All right, speaking of being on the same page, that's the PGA right now. It's Tiger Woods that come in and try to save them. The results of that meeting coming up next on ABC on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment of A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Of course, follow the show at Locked On A-T-L. Uh, before we get to the meeting, and guess what, folks? There's another meeting coming. But the meeting that happened yesterday and the meeting that will happen today. Before we get to all that excitement about the meetings, I hope somebody brought donuts. Let's get to a show of the wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. Yeah, you know how we do it every day. We got to set somebody straight for saying or doing something stupid. We give them a shovel right upside the head. Hopefully set them straight. And you can do so on my Twitter account at Marzino, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Just use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. <laughs> And today, my shovel goes to New York sports teams. Pretty much all of them. Have you seen the mess and the hot garbage that New York sports teams are these days? Okay, let's just start with 
the fact that the Mets have lost two in a row and been outscored 18 to one in the first two games of the series, they're leading now down to three and a half games. The Yankees have lost 11 of 13. I've only scored seven runs in the last nine games, uh, which is something that has been a streak that they haven't seen in 51 years. Uh, and they are just playing awful baseball right now. Let's go over to the football teams. Well, Jets starting quarterback Zach Wilson had his knee surgery. Successful, but he ain't starting week one. Elite Joe Flacco will start week one for the New York Jets. Reports out of the Giants. Oh, Tyrod Taylor is going to end up getting some reps with the ones. Looks like Danny Dimes is only worth Danny pennies. The Giants are going to suck, too. Hey. How's basketball looking in New York? Well, Kevin Durant wants out. Nobody wants to play there. He can't stand it. The Nets are going to stink. Kyrie Irving's probably going to get traded. And oh, by the way, the Knicks still suck. Should I even bring up hockey? Uh, the Rangers might be the only positive thing about New York sports right now. Dear Lord. Big apple taken in the teeth. Rotten apple. Worm in the apple. It's terrible. Dear Lord. Now, nobody's crying for New York, as you should. You know, I, listen, I'm from New York. I wouldn't cry for this city right now. A lot of this is self-inflicted. Self-inflicted by the Giants, self-inflicted by the Yankees. The Mets are still good. The Mets are, you know, they're going to go to the playoffs. It's a, been a bad two days. Uh, bad last two days for them in Atlanta. So, uh, you know, it's scored 18 to 1. Not good. Not, not good. Not going to do it because it's not good. Not good at all. All right. Uh, before we get to uh, the meeting, you know, the meeting. First, a word from our friends at Coffee AM. What a great thing to bring to the meeting. Coffee AM, the freshest coffee around. Why? Because they roast and ship their coffees all on the same day or close to it. And Coffee AM is simply the best small batch roaster in uh, America. And, and they're right here in Atlanta. I mean, it's, it, the coffee is off the charts good, guys. And it's from around the world. A specialty grade current crop. That's all they roast. And it comes from all over the world, Tanzania, Sumatra, Kenya, places you haven't heard of. doesn't matter because the coffee is delicious. When you open the box, the smell is just going to knock you right on your backside. Organic, fair trade, direct trade, expertly crafted blends, espressos, flavored coffees, gourmet teas, and a whole lot more. And they're roasted right here in our backyard in Georgia. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today and take a look at their full menu, coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Okay. I uh, went on, went off on this yesterday, uh, the meeting that they had. Oh, I'm sorry, it was today. So went off. Yeah, it was yesterday because the meeting was today. We'll have another meeting tomorrow, or I'm getting confused. The meeting was, but let's just do this with days. They had a meeting on Tuesday. They're having uh, uh, another meeting on Wednesday. There we go. Days confused. Dear Lord, somebody get me a calendar. So they had that. The Tiger Woods rolled into Wilmington, Delaware, uh, the site of the MW Championship, the second you know playoff uh, event during the FedEx Playoff Cup Series. And Tiger Woods went in there and met with the top twenty golfers in the world to have a meeting to get them all on the same page, um, and and. Have a conversation. Now, apparently, Ricky Fowler was with him, okay, including in the meeting were Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Speed, and a whole bunch of others. Now, of course, one player is, again, leaking all this stuff to the media. I don't know who it is, but um, quote from the player, it was about the top players 
getting on the same page. It was a good meeting. Not at the meeting, however, was Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA. Um, and he's going to meet with the players today in an informal question and answer session. So, and part of this whole thing was that the players, you know, are expected to take their suggestions on how to better the tour to Commissioner Jay Monahan and the other tour advisors. Um, start with the suggestion of guaranteed money like Live Golf. Like, start with that suggestion. Because the format you're using, I don't know how many times I gotta say this, the format you're using PGA doesn't compare to the format Live Golf is using. Guaranteed money, less work, more money. You gotta get in that range. Otherwise, you're going to keep losing golf. I'm not sure why this is really that difficult to understand. I'm not sure why there is such resistance to this. I, the PGA makes money hand over stinking fist. And the idea that they're being so cheap with it is beyond. Why you've lost Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson, Bryson uh, DeChambeau, uh, Brooks Kepka, Bill Mickelson, Cameron Smith now. I mean, like, how many more do you want to keep losing? Biggest names in golf are all going over because it's a better deal. And if if the PGA, the best they can do is throw out a little extra prize money or something, they're going to end up losing. They're going to end up losing. And while all these guys are sitting there having this meeting, the, the, the absolute worst thing that can come out of this meeting is all these suggestions that they have when they don't do any of them or they only do them half-assed, guess what? You're going to force people out the door even more. They're going to say, we came to you. We told you what to do, and you didn't do it. So I'm curious to know and why this player hasn't said, what are some of these great ideas that you have? Because my great idea would be, give us something similar to live golf. We'll be fine. That's the answer. That is 100% the answer. And I, I don't I don't know that there, there should be another answer to it. But again, uh, we'll see. It, it, there doesn't feel like there is this um, coalescing, you know, sort of camaraderie that everybody wants to back the PGA. And I told you yesterday, all these guys aren't the same as Tiger Woods. They're not. Tiger's a different animal. Rory, JT, Jordan Spieth, not the same. Not the same. Sure, they're fine. But so were Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka. They went over because it was a better deal. That's it. I mean, you don't have to overcomplicate this. You really, really don't. <laughs> Excuse me. It's it, The solution is so simple, but yet Jay Monahan and the PGA want to make this hard on themselves for reasons I can't understand and won't understand. But I'm curious about now the meeting today and, and what comes out of it and how quickly they implement this stuff. I mean, you probably have until the end of the season, which is coming up. Right. Um, once the FedEx Cup playoffs are over, that tour championship you're done. So, uh, that being said, you know they only got a couple of weeks left to get this thing figured out and what they want to do before the off season of next year. If they're smart enough, I doubt it. I bet against it, but they're smart enough to figure this out because they've shown nothing to believe that they they are to this point. All right, that'll do it, do it for us here on this Wednesday. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Hit me up on Twitter again, at Mark Zinno. Thanks for making A to Z your first listen. Make ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Davis and Tanisha Pratis your next listen right here on Locked On Sports. Lane. You guys have a great day. Don't get crap anybody. See you.